We're doing this new series on relationships, and it's called This Is Us. And, uh, and uh, I did watch the first episode this week, so everybody... <laughs> everybody back down. Uh, you'd think I said I didn't... I never read the Gospel of John or something, but... I, and uh, it's about relationships, right? And it's, it's about... Uh, um, the importance, this whole series is going to be about the importance. So I ask the guys to do beautiful things because relationships are about, about beauty and brokenness. And, uh, and the, the, the risk that we will take for the brokenness because of the beauty. And, and that you and I are all, we are relational creatures. We, we are all, this is important, all of us on a search and a quest to be loved, every one of us, and to give love. It sort of is what makes us and defines us human beings, this constant quest to be loved and to give love. And uh, brand new series on relationships, on the quest that each one of us has. And, And you have to think about it. If you, if you think about it at all, you realize this is, this is big because this is one of the things that defines us. You know, why do we care? Why do we reach out to anyone? And um, today I want to talk about being open versus being closed. Being open versus being closed. Um, we're, we're often closed when we're, we're protecting ourselves, when we've been hurt, when something's happened. It's natural. It's, it's not evil. It's just, it's just what happens. You, you close yourself off. Um, but what I would like to submit and share is the way God made us is to experience what he wants us to experience, we have to be open. Um, so we'll do a couple things. Uh, why don't we start? I'll, I'll do a scripture. It's uh, Matthew. And uh, the disciples are asking um, about uh, who would be the greatest, you know, in the kingdom. And uh, Jesus, you, you got to love this, right? The disciples are just never getting it, right? They're just never getting it, right? And uh, unlike all of you, I mean, this church, you guys get it, but the disciples were slow, right? I mean, this church. So they, they were, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? And, and Jesus says to them, um, truly I tell you, unless you change, everybody with me? Unless you change, how many of you like to change? You're not telling the truth. You're not telling you. Okay. Uh, and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, just a side note for most of you that are at Orchard Grove, you know by now you've been here long enough to know that this is not talking about the place you go where you die and there's angels and streets of gold. That's not what this is. Put the scripture back up there if you can, and we'll just review it in case you haven't been here. Right? That's not what this is talking about. Um, Jesus says, I, ch- I tell you, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. 
Or another, the kingdom of God. It's not a place that you go after you die. By the way, have you ever heard John 3, unless you're born again, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven? Same thing. Anybody ever heard this? Who's heard the phrase born again? Right? How many of you are? How many of you don't know? How many? But how many services have you been to if you've been a certain brand of Christianity and they say, you've got to get born again to gain the kingdom of heaven. You've got to get born again. And they do every head bowed, every eye closed, right? Have you been born again so that you can go into the kingdom of what? And that's not what Jesus was talking about. But how have you ever been to the end of a service and they said, now, every head bowed, every eye closed. Are you ready to be humble like a child? And if you're not humble like a child, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. We need everyone to change and be like children right here, right now. Why? Because we cherry pick our verses to fit our story. Jesus said this very clearly. I've never heard this verse quoted at the end of a church service. Do we not value humility the way we value being born again? Or are they really the same thing? Was Jesus trying to reiterate something? You have to change. You have to have a new personhood. You have to have a a brand new experience. So it's not the place you go where you die. Jesus talked about this. It's It's the state of life that God wants you to live in. It would be under the reign of God, in the rule of God, in the groove of God. The kingdom is living the way God wants it to be. It's living his way. Jesus said it this way, maybe best in John 10, verse 10. He said, I came to give you life in its most abundant form, in its fullness So here's what I want to talk about in this series. The relationships. You and I are meant to experience the fullness of life that we are meant to experience can only be experienced, can only, can't enter it. You can't experience, we use that word. You can't experience it unless you become like a child. You just can't. And can I say this for a little bit? Because I've heard people rant and rave about other verses and pound. I mean, just pound on these things. But I don't hear people pound on, you must become a child. This seems us like an optional idea. But when Jesus taught it, he didn't teach it as optional. He said, if you want to experience this life that I'm offering, you have to become a child. You have to change. What's the difference between an adult and a child? The obvious one is adults are closed and kids are open. Huh? Do you see the little girl down here dancing? She didn't care who was watching. Huh? She had her mismatching cowboy boots and she's all, I'm, no offense, mom, whatever. I mean, I am sure. But, you know, they, she didn't care. They don't care. The other day I was, I was uh, flying uh, back uh, home as down visiting my family and, uh, my brother dropped me off at the airport four hours early. Got to love my brother for that. Uh, he had to go somewhere. So uh, there I was in the, in the Tampa airport. And fortunately, I know, you know, I've learned over the years how to navigate my way towards free activities, right? So I found my way to the, to the hotel room there. They have a pool. And I just weaseled my way into the pool area. And, and uh, so I just hung out in the pool. And uh, they have a little swing there. And just decided to kill a few hours got my books out, I was doing some reading, and uh, so I went to get a, jump in the pool to take a dip, and uh, it's a relatively small pool, just kind of had a curve to it, and um, there was hardly anyone there, but there was one family. 
a mom and a dad, a little boy and a little girl. The boy was really little. The girl was just really little, but just learning to swim, you know, taking swimming lessons and just learning to swim. So, you know, I, I just, you know, their, their family's playing. I was just minding my own business. But the girl comes right over to me and wants to show me how she can swim. And I was like, oh, that's, you're doing so good. You, wow, how long have you been? And she's talking to me. About how, and then she wanted to race. <laughs> she wanted to race. Do you want to race? Yes, to that side. So we swim all the way, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of looking over at the parent, make sure, you know, this is cool, right? It's cool, right? Like, isn't it sad? But I'm like, it's cool, right? I mean, I'm not, hey. and they didn't say anything to me, but I'm just kind of, and, and they're like, you know, smiling a little bit. And so she goes, now we're going to race back to the other side. We're, we're, and so we start racing, you know, like that. And she's, she's taught, I mean, she's just jabbering a mile a minute while she's swimming, you know, about her lessons and how fast she is. And, and she goes, we're going to race to mama. And I go, well, we don't do that, us adults. She goes, no, her mom's sitting on the edge of the pool with her bathing suit on. You got to touch mama. You got to touch mama. You know, (laughs) we don't do that. So I acted like I didn't hear her and I told her, let's race to the other end. And she's like, no, you got to touch mama. Like, I don't know if daddy would like it, you know. she had no clue. Why? What's the problem here? How many are with me? Kids don't care because kids are what? They're open. They're open. What are you talking about? Dad wouldn't care. <laughs> Jesus was on to something. He was on to something about life and about living. That you can live open, you can live closed. There's there's options. And to experience the fullness of life, or what he called the kingdom, you you have to be open. You You have to be like a child. You see how much work we have in front of us here? Because everything in life is screaming to us, grow up, close up, put on a front, Right? And Jesus is saying, no, do the opposite. Why? Because when we do that, we miss. We miss what's beautiful. So I did watch the first episode. I have a little video clip I'd like to show you. And, uh, and, and you'll see the, the struggle with one guy is trying to decide whether, he need, whether he's going to open up or close up. I found him. My father. 36 years ago, you left me at the front door of a fire station. You see, I turned out pretty all right, but I didn't need a thing from you. You want to come in? Okay. You think I'm going to forgive you? Screw you. Yeah. You want to meet your grandchildren? I'll get my coat. It showed the tension, right? One hand, he just wanted to tell his dad off. We left him at the door. I'm done with you. I'm closing off. I'm never going to be a part of you. And then just on a dime, you know. I'll get my coat. You want to meet your grandkids? This tension that he feels between, I'm going to shut myself off, I'm going to open myself up. You can find this, you can find this exact contrast in the Christmas story. 
It's a great time to tell the Christmas story because this is really more about the time of year that it actually happened. hate to burst anyone's bubble there. Another conversation, all right? The Catholic Church put it in place of a pagan Roman holiday, December 20th. You'll know that later. All right. Uh, Herod, you know the story? The baby is born. Baby, what? Open, vulnerable, completely. Nothing is more vulnerable than a baby. Because a baby is absolutely exposed to whoever cares for it in whatever way. And then you have Herod. Now, Herod had learned over the years to close himself off to anyone that was a perceived threat. He would shut this off. He would shut this off. And like a lot of people who have the ability, the power or the wealth or whatever, to shut themselves off, he continued to isolate himself in a certain palaces, in certain places. And along with that came some sort of paranoia. And so by the time the, the baby Jesus is born, Herod is nearly a monster. So paranoid, so closed off, so shut down. It's the same option that you and I get every single day. Will we open ourselves or we, will we close ourselves? Do you remember the story in John 5 where Jesus uh, goes and there's a man who's been lame for 38 years and he asks him the question, do you want to get well? You would think anybody that's there, 38, anybody lame wants to get well. But Jesus was asking a very important question. Do you want interaction? Are you open? Do you want to be touched? Do you want to experience this? Because what happens to a lot of people is they get closed off and then time goes by and the cycle gets deeper and deeper and deeper. In fact, I was doing some reading this week, and they have some psychologists, and they were saying this. Just think about this. They said mental illness and depression and all these other things are almost always, not always, but almost always, according to these researchers, triggered by loneliness. The sense of cutting yourself off. So Was Herod safer? Yeah, he was safer. But what he didn't realize is he was isolating himself into his own cocoon that became his coffin. Jesus is on the exact opposite end of the spectrum. He's completely exposed, right? He's completely vulnerable. He's completely open. And they take the exact opposite paths. It's the same path that's open to us. But here's what I'd like you to think about. As far as relationships go, a couple of practical rules. First of all, ready? Shut down the Facebook fantasy. You got to shut down the Facebook fantasy. What's the Facebook fantasy? Everybody puts on Facebook what? Their happiest day. Their loveliest moment. The kids adoring them. 
daddy. Right? We, we, we just don't. It's just not human nature. We just don't expo- We don't put that stuff out there. So then what you start to do is you start to look at other people's relationships and their situations, and you think, that's what real relationship is. That's what real happiness is. And if we could only get that, if I could only find that, you have to shut that down. Now, by the way, um, we are a lot like... The, we are a lot like the canines. I mean, I have a, there's a telephone pole in the, close to my yard, and all the, uh, I call it puppy Facebook, because all the dogs in the neighborhood, they go by this telephone pole, they have to stop there. They have to check in, they have to post. <laughs> they got to know who's been there, what's been going on. How many know what I'm talking about? A little sniffing, a little lifting of the leg, but they insist that every dog that goes by, I gotta check in Facebook here, uh, and and they check in, and they, now this is honestly, this is what a lot of us do. It's like we are so addicted to this idea that there's some perfect situation out there, and I gotta check, I gotta, I gotta look, I gotta check, and it, obviously, great if it connects you to someone that you've lost touch with. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's a tool that if you use it for good, good for you. But if that tool takes over your life and gets you thinking that there is some utopia out there that you've almost connected to, but you've got to make a few changes, you're going to find yourself chasing some fantasy that's never going to come true. The reality is this. God built you and I. He, the way he built us was to be interdependent on one another. I need you and you need me. We need each other. And Jesus, Paul, rather, talked about us as a body. We are connected. I talk to people all the time. I talk to people all the time. I'm going to do a whole message or even a series on it. Go, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to go to church to love God. I don't need to go to church to go to heaven. I don't need to... To which I always go... Of course, of course, of course. You're not going to get an argument from me. For God to love you, to go to, quote, heaven, or whatever their thing is. The deeper question is, do you need to be connected? Because some people go to church all the time, and they don't even get connected. They never open up. They never really fellowship. There's no person who intersects your life, and you intersect theirs. And... And it's great. I know people watch online today and people watch pastors on TV and all that. And I, I got all the information I need. Look, life is not about information. Did you hear me? Life is not about spiritual information. Life is not about biblical information. Life is about relationship. And if you cut your... This is so important. If, if you cut yourself off, you will what? You'll die. My finger is great as long as it's attached to my body. The minute I cut it off, it's a science experiment, right? It's a Halloween prop. Some of you, you're not Christians, you're Halloween props. You know what I mean? You're not connected, so... You, oh, I offended a couple of people, sorry. Yeah, sorry. You say, oh, no, I, I don't need to be connected. You, you do. Now, I'm not telling you, like, so you feel guilt, or I'm just telling you, so you will live. How many, did you hear what I said? So you will live. 
Jesus said, unless you become that way, you won't experience, you won't enter, you'll never connect. It, it, it will always be eluding you. And I meet so many people that think it's about getting Christian information. It's not about getting Christian information or biblical information. It is about relationship. When, you ready? When you open yourself up, when you open your heart, you become like a child, then something happens, and this is really important. Your, your circle of love expands. It gets wider and wider and wider. Listen to me very carefully. If you're growing, your circle of love is always expanding. If you're not growing, your circle of love is shrinking. The people you love, the groups of love, the nations that you love, the colors. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you're growing, your circle is growing. You have room in your heart for that group. Last week was Easter, and we did a, we did a story on Peter, and we followed Peter's journey. Anybody show up for Easter, two of you? Uh, it was and, and I ran out of time, and I, I, I couldn't share the, the, the climax because a lot of people think the climax is when Peter and Jesus, they reunite at the beach, remember, and they hug and feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Peter still had a long way to go. Anybody ever read Acts chapter 10? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he has a vision. He's in Joppa. He has a vision. And let down from heaven is this sheet. And there's all these unclean animals in there from Leviticus 11. You know, you're not supposed to eat all this kind of food. And he was a, he was a Bible follower. He had a lot of religious information. But he was completely wrong. He had tons of religious information. Leviticus 11. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. You can't eat this. And, then, and this net, this sheet comes down from heaven. And, and he, it, here's this voice. It's Peter, get up, kill, and eat. That's unclean. I can't do that. It happens three times. Ah, there was a pattern with Peter, wasn't there? God was trying to get through to him. Peter! Has God ever been trying to get through to any of you? I want you to think about this. I want you to listen, listen. If you're growing, your circle of love is expanding. It's including more and more people. Peter, Peter, like the lead disciple, the main man, after the resurrection, the whole thing, the hug on the beach, still didn't get it. He thought, no, God's just for the, what? Jews. That's what he thought. God's just for the Jews. I'm not worried about those Gentiles. Do you know what it says later on if you read in Acts? It says, now I realize this is so This is great. This is Peter. Did I mention it was Peter? Peter, like hung out with Jesus day in and day out, like slept next to him by the fire. He goes, now I realize. Now I realize God doesn't show favoritism. You're just getting that, Peter? Yeah. He was just now picking up on the idea that God didn't just love his team. He thought God just loved his team. God had to stretch Peter he had to poke him. He had to prod him. He had to nudge him. By the way, that wasn't the end either. If you read Galatians, he had another falling out. 
another backward step because then he was starting to include the Gentiles. He let a Gentile into his house. Acts 10. Big deal. Big deal. Let him come in. That's not what they did. Then he went to a Gentile's house. He walked in the door. Huge step. So Peter's making all this progress, but then they got this church thing going way up north in Syrian Antioch, and the church is just rocking. It's, it's just smoking up there, right? Things are happening, and there's Jews and Gentiles. And everything's going good. And then these Jewish brothers come from Jerusalem, and Peter's like hanging out with the Gentiles, and, hey, pass the pork, brother. That famous Dave's. I mean, things are just rocking, right? This is true. You don't read the Bible. The problem is you don't read the Bible. You don't read the Sam, they don't read the Bible here. This is true. Well, the famous Dave's is in the fine print, but the rest of it is true. And, and then these guys show up to... Who's there? Uh, it's uh, James and it's the brothers from Jerusalem. Peter goes... This is true. Read Galatians. Then, Paul, you got to love this, Paul goes over and gets in his kitchen. Man, what's your problem? Man, what is your problem? Huh? Oh, there's some anger in Galatians. If you've ever read Galatians, that's an angry letter. Brother, what is your problem? You're a Jew, but you live like a Gentile, but then when the Jews show up, you step out. Why? Because he... Now he's better than these. Now he's distant from these guys. Now he can't know them. Because his brother, his Jewish brothers are here. But listen, let's not be too hard on Peter because all this is, listen, all of us struggle to widen our circle of love to people that aren't like us. Real maturity, real growth in any of us is when we are constantly widening our circle. Peter, when he saw that sheet and he heard that voice, kill and eat, Peter said, never. You ever heard this phrase, never say never? Never say never. Because we're always changing. I, was, I think Joe and I were talking last night because we were reading a similar book. And it was challenging and it was thought-provoking and you, know, you disagree with it, wrestle with it. And I said, you know, there's one part in there that, that, that stuck with me, though, and it's like, us humans, us humans will only call into account 5% of what we believe. We will only question. In other words, you're not going to go home today and just say, half of what I believe is nonsense. But you might be willing to challenge 5% of what you hold dear, which means we change how? Slowly. But you can what? Change if you are open. And if you're not, you won't change. I also read somewhere that, do you know your whole body turns over, I think, every like seven years? You're a completely new physical person every seven years. You know, you got like nail clippings around the house and you're shedding hair and, you know, it's all scaly. It's it's all coming off you. And then it's all being renewed. And every seven years, you're a brand new person. Wouldn't it be great if every seven years you were a new person in here too? That that change was happening? All the old dead ways of thinking died away? Maybe that's what the Scripture says when you're a new creation. 
Maybe that's what it is to be born again. Maybe it's you really are a different person. Maybe you do become like a child. Maybe you dance with mix and match clothes in front of a large group of people because you just don't care. Because you just feel the music. The problem is we've stopped feeling the music. Can I just say this? We are... Listen to me, listen. Our society, our society, one of the wealthiest, most prosperous in human history, think with me, is suffering with unbelievable amounts of mental disease. What if that guy was right? What if there's a connection? Because aren't we also... Because we're so wealthy, aren't we able to be independent instead of interdependent? Is there a connection? Every guy in this room knows you've been brought up in a culture that tells you, don't ever ask for help. Be independent. Be self-reliant. Don't need anybody. Don't act like you need anybody. Don't ever admit that you need anybody. What a tragic way to raise a generation of men. The ladies are usually getting better marks than the guys on this, it just seems like. A little easier. But there's men just in, in sorrow because their culture has told them a lie that you're an independent person and you're just not. The minute you're independent... You're in the process of dying. Hmm? Huh? Remember when Tyson bit off his ear? They had to ice that baby. Boxing reference, bad time. <laughs> Easy one. Vander Holyfield, anybody? I'll stay over here. <laughs> you watch that fight. You better get that body part. You better get that thing on ice, and you better get it re-what? Attached right now. Because when it's isolated, it's in the process of dying right now. Right now. All right, I think we need to do another song or something. You guys do another They're going to do another song. I want you to think about this. It's, it's, your, it's your choice. Like when Jesus approached this guy who's 38 years. Do you want to? Are you willing to? Will you open your heart to? And Jesus said, if you don't, you will never experience, you will never enter what he called the kingdom life, the full, the rich life.